For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Come on, Leroy. Fr- Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you uh, Garage Logic Podcast number 194, July 19th, 2019. I have uh, dedicated a piece of land, well, a piece of land, a, a, a piece of dirt that's going to become a garden for two young girls. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Frats and get all this plants and stuff I need because I need something to grow basically at the edge of the driveway that these two kids can pretend they're the gardeners. You know what? The uh, the the Polish descent, the Polish blood that's in them. Yeah. They need beets. They now need to grow we're, we're beets. Oh, beets. beets all poles grow beets in the backyard. It was 100 degrees on this day in 1977 when the kids were swimming on an aquaside weed-free beach. Mm-hmm. Also 100 degrees on this day in 1940, and it was as cool as 46 degrees on this day, July 19th, in 1873. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake... It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We have uh, Alyssa Algren joining us, and it occurs to me, Alyssa, that we love to have you drop in occasionally because you're a great counter to me yelling at people to get off my lawn. Because <laughs> you're only 26 and a great thinker. And your latest piece for, uh, it's Alpha. Yes. Alpha News Alpha MN. Alpha News, yeah, Minnesota. Alpha News MN. Mm-hmm. It's called The Pushback. You were telling me off the air that you've had an exhausting week politically. Indeed. I've discovered this week how politically lonely I am. I, there's no one I have to root for. Well, I'm rooting for the. There's nobody I believe in. Yeah, well, the, uh, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. So there is a binary tribalism that has taken over our political discourse, and it's. I want to think that it's mostly on the hill, and it's exclusively in the D.C. bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid it isn't. It's not, <clears throat> but I think that a vast majority, especially after this week is looking at what is happening in the media and what's happening on the Hill and what's happening in political discourse and saying, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, your latest piece is called The Pushback. Yeah. Do you believe pushing back is working? I, th- I think it is. I think we ha- there's no choice. We can't not do it. If we don't do it, it's obviously not working. Right. Yeah. I think we saw it in St. Louis Park. Yes, exactly. But I don't think the city council members in St. Louis Park still get it. Of course they don't. I, I don't think they. I don't think they understand why what they did was so preposterously unnecessary. They don't understand the the backlash, or they don't understand. They they act almost as though they're burdened to have uh, to have having to uh, restore the pledge. Mm-hmm. They act like, oh, okay, okay yeah. you you silly patriots want it, we'll do it. We'll do it. You pat them on the back. And... But but the. But the origin of it was so foolish uh, to, to make people feel comfortable. That what obligation does this 
No, you're not supposed to make people feel uncomfortable, but there's there's nothing about the pledge that's comfortable or uncomfortable. A, you don't have to say it, and B, it's it's a backbone of America. Do you think that this pushback locally here will not inspire, um, well, inspire other city councils not to even bring it up? Because Edina just reinstated. I was just going to say we saw a number of other uh, cities that did just what Edina did. And I think it was more of a, of a front-running thing than anything else, trying to just, hey, look at us, you know, we're, we're, we're okay, we like the flag. Alyssa, you say in this piece that you can't claim neutrality. Right. That is a That has been a huge one, because like I said, there's binary tribalism, you have to pick a side. And What's you, binary mean? Two? Two, two, yep. yeah. Yep. There's, a, there's a decision, one or the other. And what we've seen is, well, this week is a huge, mm-hmm. huge example of that. If you criticize President Trump, you Which are I have all done. of a sudden right. Yeah. You are all of a sudden anti-Trump. Yes, right. he right. has felt that uh, in the on the podcast. Want to see my inbox? Right, <laughs> right. But I'm not going to be party to a hectoring mob. Right, and so are you? I absolutely not. Wonderful. I do not. I do not. Con- our conviction is our strength. Mm-hmm. And the minute we step down to the level that the left has is at and has been for a really long time Mm -hmm. is the minute we lose and we lose ourselves and what we stand for. I think with that being said, I think there needs, there is some nuance to the situation. I think, uh, do we foghorn that word? What one? Uh, Nuance. Nuance. I don't, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Not not today. We won't. Uh, I'm going to really (laughs) tone it down. Okay. Right. No Um, rough week. Like you said. Yeah. So, what people, for instance, his tweets, it all started with his tweets. Mm-hmm. Objectively, objectively speaking, you look at it, those are bad, mm-hmm. without a question. Mm-hmm. But that's not what people are looking at. People are looking at this as a question of, is Trump racist or is he not racist? Mm-hmm. People aren't looking at his tweets. People are backing him because, backing what he said, because they know that Trump isn't racist. Because they feel if you don't defend him, you're siding with Ilhan Omar um, I couldn't the, agree with that more. The squad. And so so what? there is this division of conservatives who n- you know, know that this was objectively bad and I will not stand for it. And then you have the other side who look at it. Yeah, okay, I don't agree with it, but that's not what we're looking at. Trump's not a racist and I need to defend him against mm-hmm. that. We've reached the point, though, where if you don't check all the boxes, you you won't and you you address this, you won't appeal to either side. In other words, you say uh, you could be a lifelong uh, hardcore liberal, but if you pointed out that trans athletes have a biological advantage uh, running track in the Olympics, suddenly your your life's history is wiped out. You're wrong. Right. You're, you're, you're now dismissed your as a progressive. Your credibility is yeah, gone. Cre- so I, I spent 25 years creating garage logic based on common sense and and civility, I hope, and and I I say I say uh, I'm totally opposed to what took place in North Carolina the other night, and I've got many people who are saying, "Well, you're done, you're dismissed. We can't we can't we can't listen to you anymore." And that's the part which I, is a BS, by the way. They're, they're listening more intently than ever. And that, and that's what I don't understand. And Alyssa alluded to it earlier, going through the inbox today of people that are just outraged at at the stance that you and the show took yesterday. Here's what I don't understand: I voted for Trump. I'll probably vote for him again. But that doesn't mean he's above criticism at any point during his presidency. And that's the part that I can't wrap my head around why people don't get that. That's where the tribalism kicks in. Yeah. 
the. I don't want to be in a tribe. I exactly. Well, <laughs> nobody. What about does. the GL tribe? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the GL tribe. The, there's a we're creating some sort of litmus test for being a Republican and being a conservative over one man. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. What's the litmus test for the left? You have progressivism. To, progressive. You have to. Full-term abortion. List the list goes on. Climate you have to, change. Genders doesn't exist. Climate change. Right. It's you have to hit the most radical positions in order to be in order to call yourself a progressive, which is evident in the fact that Nancy Pelosi is considered moderate. Mm-hmm. She is not a moderate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I'm always amused by the people who uh, who. Uh, want to uh, defend their position on climate change based on science. There's science. There's scientific consensus. Well, there isn't. But when it comes to gender, they don't believe the science. The science is pretty clear on gender. There's an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. Now, whatever you want to do with that, I have no beef with that. But don't tell me, uh, don't don't give me your science BS when you want to defend the climate, but you won't pay any attention to science. Science is, uh, let's not even do gender. Here's what I really wanted to talk to you about. Let's talk about Ilhan Omar. I think she absolutely needs to be defeated, uh, and but you, defeated by ideas and at the ballot box. And I, isn't there the possibility? Wouldn't the Democrats in the state of Minnesota want to see someone else in that seat? Or am I naive? You would think so. Oh, her approval ratings are not good. Mm-hmm. Her, she's quite. She's a. Trying to be diplomatic. Mm-hmm. She, she's a hateful person. The things she says are very hateful, anti-Semitic, very divisive, calling the president of the United States not human. Uh, she obviously has a lot of integrity issues. Her background is littered with uh, you know, illegal activity. I think that when, but at the same time, at a Trump rally, telling, chanting, send her back, should not is obviously not what we believe as a conservatives. You don't believe in deporting a U.S. citizen. Nope. Right. Uh, you, the chant should be vote her out. That should be the chant. That, that should be the chant. And we're not we're not buying the fact that I don't um, even want chanting, but voting her out is the answer. Do you see her latest stunt? I call it a stunt. Look, before before you movement? get to that, do you do you believe that they were saying send her back? To Minnesota? Of course not. Or send her no, back? No, okay, no, okay. No. I saw that on Twitter. Like, I know, but no. how stupid are you? They didn't mean Minnesota. <laughs> High-profile Democrats are decrying a controversial resolution from Representative Ilhan Omar affirming the right to boycott Israel, even as they rally behind her and three other first-term uh, Congresswomen attacked by President Trump. Omar proposed the resolution earlier this week in a bid to push back against U.S. laws banning the Israel boycotts. The text of the measure affirms the right of Americans to organize boycotts of foreign countries. While the resolution doesn't explicitly name Israel or the uh, pro-Palestinian boycott divestment and sanctions movement, she told social media outlets that the resolution concerns the Jewish state. And she's she's couching all this, uh, positioning herself as a champion of the First Amendment a champion of free speech, that we need the right to boycott whoever we want to boycott. And it's Israel. It, uh, her anti-Semitism is very plain. It's very clear. She's no longer hiding it, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Well, she is when she goes to the fundraisers and they're closed to the public. 
and they're put on by people who are anti-Israel who are raising the funds. We are introducing a resolution to really speak about the American values that support and believe in our ability to exercise our First Amendment rights in regard to boycotting. And she made this uh, statement to Al Monitor, A.L. Al Monitor. Uh, but Democrats who Who's rushed that? to Omar's, I don't know. Hmm. But Democrats who rushed to Omar's defense this week after Trump's Twitter attacks that critics called racist have once again been put in an awkward spot by Omar's Israel criticism. Earlier this year, many Democrats condemned comments from Omar deemed anti-Semitic. Now several members are making clear they're not on board with her BDS resolution. What do you make of all this? I think she's. She is hiding, not even really hiding, her individual animus for the state of Israel and disguising it through policy. And everyone, the BDS movement was started by anti-Semitic people who are closely tied to Hamas. And that is no question. That is, it is what it is. When she was, it was it's funny because when she was running mm-hmm. before she got elected, she ran on the position that BDS is not a good idea. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. She didn't even say it was immoral. She said it's ineffective. Mm-hmm. And she is completely flipping on that now. And even the leader of her own party, Nancy Pelosi, just a month ago at APAC, condemned the BDS movement as anti-Semitic. Her resolution was co-sponsored by Rashida Tlaib and John Lewis, both Democrats. Americans of conscience have a conscience have a proud history of participating in boycotts to advocate for human rights abroad, including boycotting Nazi Germany from March uh, 1933 to October 1941 uh, in response to the dehumanization of the Jewish people in the lead-up to the Holocaust, Omar Omar said in the resolution. That's that's a piece of language I, I don't understand. Neither does her part. Her part, this is widely unpopular in the Democratic Party as a whole. She wouldn't get no support if this went up for a vote. And I hope they do vote on it. Mm-hmm. Just to show. Just to show yeah, how exactly. the lack of support. Mm-hmm. You know, what? what's funny is you mentioned the approval rating earlier with, with Omar. And I wonder, with events that took place this week, that's the thing that's so frustrating is that does nothing but then garner her support. In my opinion, especially in Minneapolis. The, the, Don't you think? However think. many Jewish people there are in Minnesota, virtually all of them live in her district. <laughs> right. That's a huge population. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know how they can get they can reelect her because that many pro-Israel people, constituents, would say, absolutely not. I will gladly financially contribute to a credible and worthy candidate running against her. There... I have her name. Yeah, I do too. Oh, what is it? I think you sent it to me, actually. I'm going to find it. Is she also an immigrant? I don't think so. Is is that that the one that's going up against AOC? Yeah, that's Jamaican. She's Jamaican. 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 That's the AOC. There's a... I believe I hope she wins. Say, while he's looking that up, you're from Hayward, right? Yes. Originally, and you get back there occasionally. Yeah. To swim, right? Yes. Do they have that? You you got the weed-free beach? Always. Aquaside? Absolutely. <laughs> Is your parents' place on a lake? We have a cabin, yeah. Okay, so you got Aquaside. Yeah, yeah of to course. Keep, absolutely. Who doesn't? Well, what about the deck? <laughs> what, what about the deck? Do you have a clean side and a, and a, and a weedy the dock, side? They're called docks. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of anything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use and begin working right away. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR 
The products are safe for you, the fish, the family, the water. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. They'll get you the right products. They'll ship them for free. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350, 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. If an opponent in the 5th District is, has already been announced, I apologize for not knowing that. We're looking. Because we need to have, is it a her, I wonder? Yes. It is. It is we need female. to have her on as a guest. She, yeah, she's a... I it believe. shouldn't be hard to find. Well, um, it's, it was an email, that's why I'm trying to search through my yeah, email. But I'm going to look on the Google right now. Yeah, wouldn't it be in the, in the newspapers? I look on the Google. Because uh, I think that would be a great gift. <laughs> gift. I think it'd be a great, it would be a great gift if she can win. Uh, it'd be a great guest. Now, Omar was welcome back last night uh, with rousing welcome at the airport, right? Which is fine. This is her home. 100 people. I don't know how many people. That's what I heard on the news, that it was uh, 100 people. Uh, She said she's not going to back down in her criticism of President Donald Trump. Okay. She said she's going to continue to be a nightmare to this president because his policies are a nightmare to us. Uh, well, you're already a nightmare, Ilhan. You've succeeded in that regard. Danielle Stella is the person that's running against Elon Omar. She's a Republican candidate. Uh, she's a mother. Uh, she teaches special ed. She's a veterans volunteer. Uh, she has a great Twitter account that I am going to follow right now. Okay, Booker, Rook. Okay. Find her and Booker. For next week. How old is she, Alyssa? Do you know? She looks really young. She looks young. I'm yeah. actually not sure. Okay. A defiant Omar spoke to a crowd of supporters who greeted her at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport Thursday night, that would be last night, as she returned from Washington. Uh, she has been targeted this week by President Trump, who has questioned her patriotism. On Wednesday, Trump supporters chanted, send her back at a rally in North Carolina. Uh, Omar supporters held signs saying, end racism now, and I stand with Ilhan. Uh, she told them she was not deterred. We are not frightened. We are ready. I, I don't know what that means when she said uh, that his policies are a nightmare to us, meaning what? Women of color, maybe? I, I don't think she means me. No. Well, his policies have helped everyone, and yeah. that's a statistic fact. And the, the actually, when she mentioned racism, uh, that reminds me, uh, Rasmussen came out with a poll the other day and polled Democrats, and 32% of Democrats said that any disagreement of someone of color is racism. I saw that. Yeah. Well, that's no way to run a country. I feel that's incredibly high, I think. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, Ilhan Omar, uh, we've repeatedly invited her. Rookie did as soon as, or as recently as last night. Uh, she's been repeatedly uh, invited to this show. She has perfected the, this art that if you question her, it's because you're a racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't win with that. No. How do you argue with someone who's not willing to deal with the truth? Or even willing to deal with a simple, invest- pencil. a simple investigation as to whether or not there are infractions in her background. No, but you can't. we can't ever get anywhere. That's the point. That's their point. <laughs> yeah. We can't get anywhere. If I question your, uh, uh, I, if, who, uh, if I, your your stand on Al Qaeda, uh, if I would, if I could say to her, Ilhan, you seem uh, you seem amused that Americans say the words Al Qaeda with some sort of fear, and and yet they don't say that about America. I say, well, there's there's no moral equivalency between saying the word America and saying the words Al Qaeda. Uh, I would be a racist for asking her that. Of course you would. Well, in her, she got in her asked. Opinion. 
she got asked to condemn al-Qaeda and she wouldn't. Here, I got one for you. Uh, okay, along these lines, this is an email from Bert. Uh, Joe, having listened to you regularly for the past 25 years, I am pleased and not surprised that you have called out Trump's followers on their muddle-headed sheep-like behavior. Even worse was his apparent revelry in this borderline nationalistic jingoism. It was very disconcerting and remindful of 1930s Europe. I'm sorry, I think it was too. I just have to agree with that. But here's the point of uh, Bert's email that will help this discussion. On the other hand, we had Ilhan's response to Gail King's question in a TV interview. Apologies, I only saw a brief snippet. I think it was Monday's Today Show. King asked the squad if they considered themselves a distraction based on recent events. Ilhan's response was, I consider that you asked that question a distraction. <laughs> Jeez. Where what? in the hell are we supposed to? What are we, we supposed just, to we do? We just need to stop talking, I guess. That's, I guess, I guess that's just where we're going to be. And, and Bert <laughs> wonders, what questions are we allowed to ask these people? Well, it used to be anything. It used to be they would answer any question, so you would get to know them better, and they would be completely honest, or they would lie. She just doesn't answer questions. Everything gets psychoanalyzed to see if there's any sort of shred of racism white privilege, the patriarchy, every single word that comes out of your mouth, if you are on the right, gets psychoanalyzed to that level. Well, I'm probably considered a right-wing nut. I'll say. But didn't even happen? I'm about as middle normal as you can find. <laughs> well, don't use the word normal. You're uh, not normal. Not normal. Right, right. 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 Abnormal. But, but even on the left, what was this? The, the Biden situation where he didn't fully comply with something and he was thought to be racist? That was We talked about uh, it. Was well, that something he, about busing or yeah, something. Yeah, not that long that ago. Was, no, yeah. it was a long time ago. But they're dragging that stuff up. Oh, well, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. But we discussed it on the show recently. Because the 22,000 Democrats that are running for president <laughs> are, are attempting to devour each other. Oh, oh yeah. Right. right. Yeah. They won't let Biden be Well, where are we headed? young lady uh you're 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 our go-to gal for young thinking young thinking uh millennial thinking where are we headed what's that gonna, what's going to happen i think especially right now if the conservative movement doesn't unite itself it's there's going to be problems i don't know if there's going to be the conservative movement is going to split because because even uh among young people it's pretty it's pretty contentious because you have the the Trump is a godsend. We will defend him to the death. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other side who says, yes, we support Trump. I will vote for him, but I will also call him out when he does something bad. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's not entirely accepted with the other side. And so there's there's this split in the conservative movement and among the young generation, too, that I think we need, we have a unifying message. I don't know why we're not unifying in differences. We're supposed to be the tolerant side. We're supposed right. to, we're, we're supposed to accept, can I say gradations? I'm going to say nuance again. We're, yes, <laughs> you may. Big words, You're going to go words. foghorn free yeah. today. Okay. Make unless unless really you stupid. say appropriate or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Terribly yes. egregious. You're going to get hammered. <laughs> okay. We won't say that. But there are gradations of thought. Things are not black and white. And we, if we don't all accept that, because we don't, nuance yeah. is completely dead. Right. We are going to have this infighting that is splitting us in the conservative movement. There's nothing worse for a movement than infighting. We're going to kill it mm -hmm. before it even takes off. We hope. What are your upcoming writing plans? 
I have this piece, and then I have the piece I submit to the Star Tribune that I now need to submit somewhere else. The Pioneer Press <laughs> printed the first submission you ever submitted to them. Yes. It was a, a good piece. It was yes. about uh, college uh, loans and Loan, spending. Yes, and it was, it yes. got a great response. It was a wonderful piece. I had a feeling the Pioneer Press would print it, uh, and I'm not surprised that the Star Tribune— What Did you submit them, the push, pushback? No, no, it's a different one. So the one I submit them is about—it's called The Imbalance of Powers, and it's about the— how big the executive branch has gotten and mm-hmm. how the the basically the executive branch and even the judiciary are now running the show because Congress has kicked their powers and delegated out to where they're useless. And that pres- basically presidential power and authority has is widely overreaching. So that's what it was. Pre- I feel like it's pretty, you know, middle of the road, mm-hmm. very constitutional look. So I thought if anything, they would maybe take that one. Did you have anything about climate change in there? I didn't. That so. would have probably yeah, sealed the yeah. deal. Well, yeah, I, I, I omit that. Are you aware that on their official Twitter accounts, the New York Times and the Washington Post have power washed the moon landing? Because it didn't involve enough women, and it, and it was uh, because segregation was there. It at the was time, white yeah. males, and and so they've taken one of, if not America, yeah. well, one of America's greatest achievements. D Day wasn't bad. Uh, <laughs> they've taken one of them. D Day could get power washed. Don't even say that. But they've taken one of America's greatest achievements. Why do you think? Why do you think uh, news gathering institutions, for the most part, not all of them, for the most part, uh, are eager to diminish the achievements of this country because it fits the narrative they're trying to push and we know the media has been left for a very very long time and if you don't look at america as oppressed versus the oppressor then in intersectionality goes out the window but they need that Mm -hmm. they need that intersectionality for their agenda and ultimately what does intersectionality mean basically the more Basically, the more oppressed you are. So you could be, bl- see if you're black, Muslim, you know, the transgender, the checklist. Yeah. You, you, you have more intersectional points. And the more intersectional ah. points you have, it's like a totem pole. Yeah. Is, I probably don't have any. <laughs> you're, no. you're at you the base. I'm you're zero. underground, the, <laughs> underneath the totem well, pole. Well, do you have any? I'm a female. Yeah, a female. That's Boom. a point. Except yeah. white females are really... We're not doing as well. No, you're not much higher than <laughs> no. Joe. Yeah, yeah, no. But so, Us three, seriously, yeah. we have no intersectionality None. points. No. Oh wait, my mom was an immigrant. Does, right. Or is an immigrant? Does that does that get well, me? Well, you something? might get a half check. You got you a card to play there. You got a half card check? to play. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got a female Native American. You got a card to play. That's a point five. Yeah. That's right. a point five. I got a card to play. So all of us have the... maybe three points together. Wow, <laughs> okay. that's not much. It's not a good hand. Yeah, and all, honestly, all this go- comes down to is centralized government control. It also comes down to. This takes me back to what I call the failed academy. Uh individualism is under attack and the main reason that the academy has failed is because they have discounted the individual in favor of placing people in groups uh, political uh, politics of ide- identity politics and there so the the failed academy is constantly on the lookout for ways to put you in a group uh, of some sort and you, you, you're, you're standing out as an individual is under attack. And I see that in, in the, uh, I see that in the failed academy. I'm seeing some of it in news gathering, but I'm just amazed that, uh, why can't we be happy about the moon landing? <laughs> yeah, leave it why, alone. Why can't be, it was wonderful. Why can't we be happy about it? I play, this is 
really. This is way before you were born, by the way. This is, yeah. I actually, because obviously segregation was there at the time, we're, we're, like you said, power washing pretty much everything of American culture. If it existed in a time Mm -hmm. where, you know, there was segregation, racism was at an all time high or slavery, I was actually thinking today because they're connecting everything. Right. I said, you know, I was I stopped at a stop sign and I said someone would find the stop sign racist because it says stop, which is a command. And I'm sure slave owners did commands. You know, it's it's that far. It's that that silly. It is that far disconnected. And so that's what I I look around. That's what we that's what we have come to. Mm -hmm. Nothing is an accomplishment anymore. Well, I I have said about Nakiba Levy dash pounds, but I think she has another name now. She got remarried. Yeah, that. I don't know if she got remarried. She might have just gotten married. Oh, I have I'm no sorry. idea. Yeah. We've invited her on the show, too. You know who I'm speaking about. Nakima Levy-Pound. She's a uh, uh, a Black Lives Matter activist okay, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yep, yep, I have strong. said about her that if a cop gave her a speeding ticket, if she, if she was going 45 and a 30 yep. and he stopped her, she would call that cop racist. Of course. Not a doubt in my mind. Mm-mm. If he gave her a parking ticket, you'd be the, the meter maid would be... I suppose you can't say meter maid. No, you can't do that because rich Southern people had maids, many well, of whom were black. Well, probably. we can't even say uh, we can't <laughs> right. even say manhole cover oh, anymore. I'm coming hole. to that. Yeah, yeah. maintenance, maintenance hole. hole. That's Berkeley. A, that's Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up later. Nakima Levy Armstrong. I'm sorry, Nakima Levy Armstrong. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't enforce the law with her. You'd be racist. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think racist has come to. I think the word's been destroyed. It means nothing. It means nothing. It's been so. It's been. It's. It's been a bullet for so long that it's lost its velocity. It. It, it has nothing. It has no meaning anymore. Which is. It, it's unfortunate because the, that idea still exists in this country. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the oh, idea yeah. of racism does exist in this country. Oh yeah. But the, the. You're right. The word has lost all meaning. Well, you want to stay with us a little longer? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, then let's get to Berkeley. <sighs> <clears throat> Manhole cover. <laughs> the University of California. By the, way, by the way, I want you to know that this was my positive Thursday, and I didn't spring that on you yesterday because you were uh, you were very unpositive yesterday. The University of California Berkeley was once known as the birthplace of the 1960s free speech movement, but violent protests against conservative speakers on campus in recent years seemingly put a blemish on the school's lofty status as a haven for unfettered expression. In a recent move. By the city of Berkeley shows it may be catching the fever. A just-adopted ordinance is ordering that all words implying gender are to be removed from the city's codes, (laughs) meaning no more manhole, manpower, chairman, policeman, policewomen. Now all such words are to be replaced by gender-neutral terms. So what will replace manhole? That will become the maintenance hole. Keep that handy. Oh, yeah. As for manpower, that becomes human effort. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the item passed Tuesday night without discussion or comments and was not controversial, Berkeley City Council member Rigel Robinson, the measure's primary author, told CNN. There's power in language, Robinson said. This is a small move, but it matters. No, it doesn't. You're just not very wise. There also was the matter of weeding out pesky gendered pronouns like he and she, they will be replaced by they. Sure. Yeah. Having a male-centric municipal code is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality, 
Robinson said. Women and non-binary individuals are just as entitled to accurate representation. Our laws are for everyone, but our municipal code should reflect that. Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, where's Rick? Is he on lunch? No, he's in the maintenance hole. <laughs> Craftsmen becomes wow. craft, craft, craft people. Sure. Uh, firemen become firefighters. Firewomen become firefighters. Fraternal is social. Heirs are beneficiaries. Journeyman is journey. Maiden wait, becomes wait, family. Wait, what's wrong with heirs? Has Mailing, he in it? I don't know. I guess so. Uh, male and female become people of different genders. Man-made becomes human-made. Uh, God, you're right. Human has man in it, though. That's true. So mm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Remember, makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> but remember this, Joe. To also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation, so that it can also be changed. Because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. Thank there you, Justin. Go. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I thought of something else I want to explore with Alyssa. What the Berkeley City Council did is not unusual in today's culture. Uh, go to the city councils all around the country, the closer you get to the tallest buildings, and you will find this kind of meddling. You will find this kind of tweaking. Uh, St. Paul uh, hiding murals painted during the 1930s. Uh, Monroe High School. Uh, Monroe High School name change, although that was a school board thing, not the city council. True. Uh, my point is, and this is one of my great fears, and I, I'm still working on it uh, to articulate it better. It, it feels to me as though America has surrendered politics to the left. It, it, it feels to me that... We have surrendered the politics to uh, people who have no interest in streetlights or potholes or fences. What was the event or what took place to make this change? I don't know. It was obviously gradual because they went bit by bit. But my point is uh, the the career of, of politics has become... A wide open path for people to determine how we should behave rather than be useful to us in terms of maintaining a city. Right. Where in the hell are we going with that? Well, it basically this arose from secularism mm-hmm. and, you know, our society is more secular and the need, this white guilt that mm. is really plaguing. Yeah. A massive part of our society. I don't have that so, for some reason. Yeah, I'm not really. Well, you have Catholic guilt. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. just part of the deal. Right. You know. uh, yeah. So we feel the need to overcompensate and mm-hmm. f- find this social justice and everywhere we social go. justice is a euphemism for many things, but it has nothing to do with social justice. Well, it has nothing to do with justice. Right. And, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But the reason you don't have white guilt. I didn't ever own a slave. Well, well plus, look at all the opportunities. The CP would tell you differently. <laughs> right, right. But you you see all these opportunities, and if you said, if you have any race, you will have a successful child if they do uh, what number of things? This is three things. Finish high school. No, you will statistically avoid poverty if you graduate from high school and get married before you have a child. Okay. You will statistically avoid poverty. Yeah. You will statistically yeah. avoid poverty. 
And that's I think that's the reason. But I don't know why somebody else would have white. Well, you're, you're you're taking me away a long way from the point of the, okay. when we're when we're being ruled from the salon, as I see it. You remember the salon in the what 18th, 17th century? The thinkers would get in the room and determine what was the best. Uh, we're we're just we're surrendering this. The people who want to uh, be helpful are getting defeated. Yeah, they're getting defeated when they do run. We're seeing a we're kicking what used to be an individual decision on what morality is, what's acceptable, how we behave is now saying, okay, the government needs to tell me how I should behave, what's moral and what's acceptable. That used to be, you know, the individual liberty part of Mm -hmm. why this country was created is that we need we get to make those decisions as a society and as a culture and government. Mm-hmm. Just largely stays out of it. Just stays out of it completely. Well, they're more in it now than ever before. They're, they are in control. Ilhan Omer, getting back to her, uh, strikes me as someone who has very little interest in the Fifth Congressional District. Her, her interests seem to be national in scope or international. Right, right. Her interests seem to be uh, where where can I take myself? Meaning her and uh, I would again. You're going to book the guest who, who's yeah. running against Danielle, her. Danielle Stella. Danielle Stella and and. Uh, It'll be interesting to talk to her. But, yeah, we're more and more we're seeing uh, – well, I, I was really disheartened the other day. There was a letter to the editor in the St. Paul Pioneer Press defending the city's takeover of trash collection. A seemingly small thing, but an intrusion that has been fouled up beyond belief. And the letter writer, I'm going to paraphrase, uh, I think I got it pretty good, was saying uh, – the referendum makes it too easy for people to voice their concerns, and it gets in government's way. <clears throat> well, isn't that what you're supposed to do if you I disagree? was crestfallen. I mean, this is a resident of St. Paul who his belief is the government should be able to pretty much do what it wants without the citizens constantly being able to have a referendum but about you it. Mentioned, what the hell? You mentioned yesterday how you believe that the underage scooters are being trained to, to rely on mass transportation. I'm getting to a point here. I think now we have so many generations of people that think that that should be the role of government. I because guess. that's all that they've been exposed to right, for their yes, entire right, lives. Yes, yep, yep. Way to go, Joe. Well, Alyssa Algren <laughs> Wait, is... I, I want to ask her one more thing. Yeah. You were mentioning about political division, things of that nature, even within the right and within the left. Yes. I, I can't remember if I asked you this the last time. With your age group, do you see a rise in the independent party at any time, anytime soon, I should say? So, this is a good question because Pew Research... Thank you. Yeah. Pew Research one, says... Uh, Reavers, it ain't that good. <laughs> That we have, as millennials, 45% of us are registered independent. But you need to take that with a grain of salt because, I mean, I've met people who say, yeah, I'm moderate, and then they start talking. And I said, you're not no, moderate. No, we're not even close. Um, no. I think there is a rise in independence and moderate thinkers because of how radical the both rhetoric in both sides are mm-hmm. becoming. Obviously, I believe, this is my opinion, the left is widely, widely more left than the right is more right, um, mainstream, um, mainstream speaking. Uh, I, I do think that, especially from this week, I, my eyes were open. I said, you know what, the moderates and the independents and the center right, center left really need to step up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you're a, a hockey player. Yes. Are you also a golfer? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you a bicycle rider? 
Yeah. Oh, I want you to try an electric assist bike. Ooh. Although you're a college jock, so you probably are in pretty decent shape, but that has nothing to do with why e-bikes exist at yes, EcoFun at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. I have a Bintelli e-bike, five levels of assist. Uh, at EcoFun, you can also find uh, really great scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, full service department, full line of equipment, uh, full everything, helmet and apparel. But at EcoFun, the specialty are these uh, electric assist bikes. You'd mm-hmm. love it. You'd love it. And, and there, you can go out there. You can take a test drive. You can use the uh, assist to make pedaling easier, or you don't even have to pedal. You can use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. And uh, at EcoFun, you'll find an on-the-floor display of e-bikes that compare that, that that's much larger than what you will find at the uh, bike shops that exclusively sell bicycles, and you won't pay the crazy prices that they charge for e-bikes at those shops. EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's right downtown Forest Lake. Now, if you're going to be hip, you know, you're, you're, I'm pretty hip. you're telling them about this. You have this e-bike. A lot of times I wear my cowboy outfit. I know you're doing that. Thank cool. God they have not posted a picture of that on no. EcoFun Motorsports. They're on Instagram. So if you want to see some of these bikes and some of the GLers that are buying them, just go to their Instagram page and follow them, and you'll see this: the bikes. They've got the scooters. It's uh, it's neat. Families are buying ATVs, all sorts of stuff. EcoFun Motorsports on Instagram as well. Alyssa Algren, uh, you can find her on Twitter. You can find her at Alpha News MN. Uh, hopefully, you'll be seeing more and more of her on the editorial pages of the Twin Cities newspapers, and you'll be hearing more from her on Garage Logic because we don't want you uh, to forget us when you become a big national yeah, right, pundit. Right, right, <laughs> right. You got to remember us. You'll be oh, yeah. uh, you'll be like Vince Flynn. You'll always be loyal to Garage Logic because. Garage Logic is where you were first heard on the radio. Exactly. All right. Alyssa Algren, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Best of luck. We'll be back in a bit. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. What is the show Turning Point? Help me. It's a news outlet. Is it one of the cable networks? Uh, yeah, let me, yeah, let me look I'll, up. Alyssa is Alyssa Algren, who just uh, has been joining us, is going to uh, be on that show next week. She's uh, going to D.C., she just informed me. I mm-hmm. hope she doesn't mind that we're sharing this. Um, she just uh, informed me that she's going to be going to D.C. on Monday to speak at a convention. Do you know there's still snow on the ground at the airport? You don't tell me. I am telling you. What? 
Where? In, in an Instagram post yesterday, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport official said, despite the heavy rain in the metro this week and the temperatures, the dregs of a snow pile stuck around. There it is. And it's being protected, you know, by sand and dirt right. and whatever. Uh Apparently, this makes no difference to a podcast audience, but uh, storms apparently are likely today. But I haven't counted on any uh, weather forecast because uh, essentially we've missed all the storms that I think have been forecast. Now, other parts of the state have been getting storms, right. mm-hmm. but I don't think St. Paul has. Uh, Turning Point USA uh, has maintained a professor watch list, which lists college professors that it alleges discriminate against conservative students and advance left-wing propaganda in the classroom. The organization has also secretly attempted to influence student government elections in an effort to combat liberalism on college and universal university campuses. In December of 2017, uh, so it's a, it's an organization. Excuse me, not a uh, not a news outlet. I apologize. Our friend Bill Stein up in Aiken, Billy said, uh, Joe, be sure and be extra careful when driving up here from now on. Right. Your body man Minnow retires today. You guys remember when I hit the deer in my pickup truck? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it flattened the front end and overheated, and yes. I had to have it towed. And the only place I could I think I was near a Chevrolet dealer was in Aiken. Yep. And they, they came and got me, yep. and they towed it. And uh, the body man, uh, who Stein knows, is called Minnow. <laughs> and But he's an expert because of all the experience he's had fixing cars that hit deer. That hit deer. Wow, what a, he made a, a living out of it. But he had that truck back to perfection. And so Billy's telling me, you better watch it up here because there ain't no minnow no more. Right. Was minnow that the, gone. Is that the Colorado? Yep. Got it. Yep. Uh, that was a good little pickup, wasn't it? It's car quick. It was very good. But what was your line on that? I think you just said it. it was, uh, it's big, but it's car quick. Well, I had a V8 in it. Yeah, it's oh, it a V8, but it's yeah. car oh, quick. Oh, cool. That was a special order. Uh, you <laughs> get good mileage on that? That was all right. All right. Say, Alan Fram writes, uh, you guys mentioned swimming in the Mississippi during the uh, podcast of July 18. The Twin Cities River Rats, an exhibition water ski show oh, yeah. team, think Tommy Bartlett, ski on the river between the Broadway and Plymouth Bridges next to West River Road. They've been skiing and swimming in that section of the river for decades. Yes, there have been a few occasions when sewer rain has overtaxed upstream water treatment systems, but it is, for the most part, clean. My daughter started with the team when she was five and has been with them for 11 seasons. As far as I know, nobody on the team has gotten sick from dipping into the river. In the summer, the rats have a show every Thursday at 7 p.m., pre-show at 6.30. They are a nonprofit organization and survive on donations and sponsorships. Keep pushing back. Alan Fram, charter member of the Royal Order of the 21sters, nice. and a scan bucket contributor. <laughs> He's right. Have you guys ever gone out for this? I have seen I've them only once. seen it on film. It's really I cool. I should go to that. It's it's neat. I had the pleasure. Uh, Last uh, night would have been wonderful. A yeah. number of years ago, and this was before I had kids, but the, they invited me when I was down the hall at the other station mm-hmm. to be part of it. So... I got up. Right. I got up on the skis. Didn't it, do much. It was cool. It was really. Wait neat a minute. To watch you skied them. with the river rats? Yeah, it was. I would say 2010, 2009, somewhere in there. Hey, wait a minute. Stop the presses. I thought Kenny was here today. No, it's Friday. He said yesterday. I have positive news for you. I'm going to be there tomorrow. No, I mean, he said that Wednesday that he was going to be here for oh, Thursday. Well, uh, well, then I. Oh. He'll have to listen to the podcast to hear uh, Daryl pointing out. Please explain to Kenny that fighter pilots are not allowed to take their planes home. 
More coins for the scan bucket, please. Some for you and the others for believing anything he says. Well, <laughs> when, I don't even. When did he say that? Well, I made the joke yesterday. Oh. I made the joke that they they park it in the driveway. Yeah, but I think Kenny. What Kenny meant was they get to fly it to the city in which they live in. Is that? Uh, I just think. I, think I just think the jocks, the the astronaut crew, the the uh, the crew uh, would have had a plane made available to them. Speaking of that. Did you guys watch the Top Gun remake trailer that came out yesterday? Absolutely not. I am I against it. it. I liked the first movie. I was against the, the sequel. You have to watch the trailer because it's really cool. Just the the, the, the scenery. I'm sure it is. It's really cool. Uh, more news all across the national scope of the fact that the country is experiencing summer. Uh, although... It's now, need to point this now, out to us. now it's called a dangerous heat wave. It oh, used to be just summer. Sure. Uh, and I won't burden you. I know that sometimes you, you are weary of me pointing out that this has all happened before, but I found an interesting one. Uh, this is from the Weather Channel. Uh, Friday morning, meaning today, both Chicago and Rockford, Illinois, failed to dip below 80 degrees. So that was their overnight... 80. For their overnight low, they never dipped below 80 degrees. Mm -hmm. If Rockford fails to dip below 80 degrees before midnight tonight, they would tie the all-time hottest daily low temperature set on August 6, 1918. So, oh, so there's a sense. And, and back in 1918, when it was that hot in Rockford, Illinois, it was called summer. Yes. Now oh. it's called danger. Time. You're listening to continuing coverage of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. Yeah, you should drag that out for days like this, even though there's still snow at the airport. I know. I, I know. find that depressing. No figure. I just looked at it. I saw on KSTP.com, you can see the picture in color. Let me see. Let me see it. Hot all over it's the country. Gross. It's not, you know, clear white Ew. Bing Crosby snow, but that is. Used I wonder to be, how much of it is sand. Used to be called summer. Right, it's just summer. Used to be called summer, and boy, if Rockford doesn't, if Rockford doesn't dip below eighty, we're doomed. We're done. You're gonna tie that record from 1918, <laughs> which means nothing. Right. right. But so do your claims of man-made climate change mean nothing. It has not. It's a movement that has nothing to do with the environment. Is Patrick joining us today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, yes you know, yes, I know yes. he's a client of Moeller. Uh, absolutely has been, and he has been for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now, uh, R.F. Moeller wants you to know that uh, you can upgrade your wife's diamond uh, wedding ring or engagement ring. They've been helping people solve problems like this for 67 years. Here's what they'll do. They'll take her original diamond in on trade and provide you with a diamond that will really impress her every time she looks at it. Uh, you know, I, I know guys who said, uh, if I'd known that would have meant uh, so much to her, I would have done it years ago. Moeller staff are registered jewelers, certified gemologists, and certified gemologist appraisers. They're qualified to show you the difference between their diamonds and the diamonds that other jewelers sell. And if it's price you're worried about, I've known Mark Moeller for 35 years. And let me tell you something. They don't lose a sale. Because of price. Never. <laughs> Never. No. And if you don't believe me, go online and look at the reviews. R.F. Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, the flagship store at Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. Moeller is M-O-E-L-L-E-R. rfmoeller.com. Patrick coming up. 
Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. Yesterday we played the full call from Scotland from 2002 <laughs> in honor of the Open being played now I, at Royal I, uh, Portrush. I saw on the uh, lineup on the uh, podcast tweet that uh, you had done that, and I will have to uh, check that out again and uh, see if it's as funny as we all recall. Oh, because oh, yeah. I thought I was coming through. You guys were howling. And right. I didn't know what the hell was wrong. Right. I, I was saying very cogent. But it's gotten to the point, Pat, where Rook, when we play it back, Rook knows at what exact point the phone's going to cut out, so he gives us the hand signal. (laughs) But you were also describing a guy in the restaurant who had a face like a catcher's mitt. (laughs) Yeah, there's some of those in Scotsman. There's a few Irishmen with the look on that. A few guys who played a few weathered rounds of golf (laughs) in the stands at Fort Rush. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, they, uh, they, they're used to the wind beating on them. I thought they were going to get a hell of a storm today, but it didn't uh, turn out to be as bad as they thought it was because they were showing the radar and it didn't look good. Nice victory by the ball club last night. Oh, my. Best of the season, I would say. Yeah, really good. timely. Considering <laughs> that they uh, had lost three in a row, they had been hitting. Uh, Gibby had pitched pretty well, the best he's pitched in a while. And uh, they're going to lose the ball game. And there's Eddie, who I don't care what the manager says. I don't think he was playing last night because he dogged it on that fly ball uh, that uh, led to six runs. And then he didn't run the hard to first base. And so, okay, your ankle's bad. Uh, we're not going to play you. But uh, when you got a chance to win the game with one swing, and he's standing there, he's sitting there mm-hmm. against a right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about him is, about uh, 80% of your pitch hitters would go up there and look at a pitch. Mm-hmm. Eddie, uh, at the, you know, patience is not a virtue with him, which in that case was good. Well, he's and, Kirby uh, Puckett-like in that regard, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kirby didn't have a lot of got, patience. He has got the best. I, I sent out a text to Smalley asking him to respond a little later. Who's... What's the last time we had a hitter in the Twins with hands like this? I mean, he's the greatest, quickest hands uh, that I've seen in a long time. Would, a, would it be Carew? Well, Carew would be at the top of any list. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody since then. I need somebody smarter about that than I do. That's yeah. why I 
contacted Roy. And by the way, what a refreshing thing to have him back at the booth last night. I've always said, he just, when he does the games, I always learn something. Yes, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, I, I, I was at Tuesday and Wednesday's games, so I, I don't know if he was on. Was he on? Yes, but, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't hear those. So to me, that was the first time I've heard him this year. I don't believe he's ever once told me when his birthday is either. That's what I like. (laughs) Or cut up a tie. No, no, no. We really haven't celebrated his birthday. And uh, well, the only thing that bothers me, Joe, is you and I keep getting older, and he doesn't. No, he doesn't get older. (laughs) He's like a British rock and roll star. He still has all his hair. You and I are getting four heads that are getting to be about six heads. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, he's really good. That was a great win because uh, they were, Oakland came in here, honest even American League, six in a row. Uh, I guess their beat bullpen hasn't been that real good, except for the closer's been okay. But, uh, Your guy, Liam Hendricks. Yeah, Liam is now the, now the closer because the other guy got hurt, but, uh, the rest of these guys haven't been uh, that good, so I guess if he could get fires out of the game, uh, he got a chance to win. And that, that was a hell of a win. Do you know what the expected cut line is supposed to be at the Open? I heard him talking about three over, but I'm not sure. Well, McElroy's putting on one hell of a show to be here this weekend. Okay. Even in that weather? Yeah, Tiger's going home. Oh, God, yes. He, he was one under today, but... Uh, He's, boy, he's got the bad like, body language going for him. You know what Tiger has? I said this on Twitter in his old age. Mm-hmm. He's got sad eyes. Yeah, he does. Remember, he used to have some sparkle in him. Now he's got sad eyes. And here's my theory, Joe, and I'm sticking to it. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. He can win at Augusta because if you miss a fairway, the punishment is not severe. You put him on a golf course like this where mm-hmm. if you miss the fairway, uh, you know, you're going to make bogey or double bogey. And uh, that's these these are not made for his game now the way it is. And, of course, I don't think he, he's obviously not healthy right now. I mean, he's, he looks like he's he looks like he's out there with a lighter dose of painkillers when he was driving around down there. McElroy just got to plus three. With I think he's got three to play or four to play. He just got oh, to plus three game. with a birdie. I bet they're going nuts there. Oh, they just are going nuts. He just made one hell of a birdie putt. Looked to be about 12 feet. You know who's my favorite guy in the world? Hmm. Aaron Clark. Me too. Don't you wish you looked like that at whatever age he is? You know, that great white beard, that dark skin, and that just looks like a guy that as often as he's been told he should quit drinking, he never listened <laughs> He would just tell you, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you look back at him winning the uh, Open at age 46, it's, uh, it's a miracle. I think it was like 2011. Him. Yeah, and I think he was 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won the you Open. I, what, Pat? Uh, you know who I'd love to see win? Westwood. Never won one, and he's, I think he's a pretty good guy, but a hell of a player. He's 48 now. So. Lee Westwood? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's on. The, he's on the leaderboard. Though. He's been on the leaderboard many times, Pat. He's never been able to do the deal. No, I was at the Masters. We thought he was going to win it. He didn't. But uh, he's, uh, you know, he's that boy could make some putts when he was back in the day when he could uh, when he had a goal. And he was, he was something. He's been a hell of a player, but never won it.
They're so far north at Portrush that, uh, what, it stays laid out till about 10.30? Oh, God, they can play forever. Yeah, they, that's why they, they send everybody off the first tee. They don't use split tees, which means that you can you can play in, like, three different weather systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, go, if you, you know, the morning crew can go out there and shoot 66, and the afternoon crew is uh, lucky to hit it. Shoot 80. Well, Mirfield, you were there on Sunday, but on Saturday, that's what happened on Saturday in mm-hmm. 2002. The guys out in the morning were shooting 68. It was the nicest day you ever saw. Appleby and Alkington both went to the bar mm-hmm. thinking they were going home, and the next day they were in the third and last group. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody shot 80. Yeah. Tiger shot 82. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 81 or 2 and knocked him out of it because he got caught out in the storm. You going so, to the ball yard tonight? I'm uh, headed there uh, right now. All right. Uh, but I pulled over. I'm in my vehicle, but I'm exercising my cell phone freedom here the last uh, 12 days uh, before the uh, Nazis take over. Just because we got a bunch of idiots who text doesn't mean that if I'm at a stop sign, I can't look at my cell phone, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. But With your seatbelt off. <laughs> you, they can't. I know we can't trust. Here's what I think. I don't, you think it's going to stop the idiots? No. You know, they're still going to test and do what they do and, you know, grocery shop and stuff while they're driving. Right. And, and you shop. and I, good, strong American citizens who don't text and drive, right. are now not going to, you know, we're going to be punished too. Well, I got to pull over anyway because I can't see. <laughs> well, that's a bribe. When I'm when I'm gonna have a real conversation, I pull over. Oh, me too. Yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I got hands free. I can do a phone conversation all okay. day long, hands free. But I just I can't text. Hello. I got to go into a parking lot to text. I don't want to get one of those hands free because I don't like the look it gives the dashboard. What? He wants a clean dashboard. You don't see anything. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Just magnetic? You what? hit menu and up comes a fo- picture of a telephone. You press that. No, then you... no. You got that the, the thing that it's sitting in. Your phone? Yes. Your phone can sit on the seat of the car. You pair it. It's Bluetooth. You pair the phone to the car. Oh, I don't do Bluetooth. I just get the phone. <laughs> you got it. You have it in your car. I know, but I've never used it. Oh, Plus, God. if it's in my I car, it, it might I get wet. It, I had it in one of my vehicles a while back, uh-huh. and it was. I couldn't make a call. And I, I couldn't do anything, so I got it. Alexa, dial up suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't work that way. Yeah. Okay. Wait, right. wait, wait, wait. I got to answer a question from Reavers. Yeah. So before we Pat joined us, he texted me and he said, I'm ready to go, ski cat. And so I asked him when I called him, what's a ski cat? That's, what is that? Okay. Early in my years in Parlay. Yep. In the summer, must have been about 64, we were down at Green Heights. So, you know, I was only about two years under the legal limit, so you could drink beer down there at uh, Green Heights, you know. <laughs> And uh, in the summer, and a couple of fellas from the city were out in their speedboat. And by city, you mean Prior Lake? In, in the know of the city. Okay. From the from the urban area of the Twin Cities. All right. And they were out there, and the guy on the dock getting ready to take off said, no, the, the guy in the boat said, 
are you ready, ski cat? <laughs> and the guy on the dock said, I'm ready, motorman. <laughs> I'm ready who? Motorman. Motorman. I'm ready, motorman. And uh, we've been greeting each other like that entirely for about 50 years. All right. Uh, 50 some years. Uh, are you ready, ski cat? Yeah, okay, so. motorman. Right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. We got ski cat uh, with sports. Oh, that was Ski Cat, right? I have a good friend in San Diego. He texted me today. He's putting together an, uh, a large silent auction for the scouting troops in the area. Oh, He's been very active in scouting his whole life. Okay. He's got Broadway tickets to a play. He's got tickets to a Green Bay a 49ers game. Yeah, this guy's nice. a go-getter. And he nice. said, do you got any, and this is, I'm not BSing, he yeah. said, and he didn't know that Big Time Sports Auctions was one of our great advertisers. So I texted him back, yeah, one of our advertisers is Big Time Sports Auctions, and they specialize in providing uh, great portraits and paintings and sports memorabilia for auctions. So I'm going to check with them. I don't know if Big Time Sports Auctions will work out of the state of Minnesota, but I, I would imagine they start. might be able to arrange something. It's a good start. Big Time Sports Auctions has worked with thousands of groups throughout Garage Logic, including churches, sports organizations, community organizations. Let your imagination run wild. They'll help you raise money. If you've already got a bunch of items like gift cards, that's, that's great. But you know what? That's not terribly exciting. Nobody's going to get too excited about bidding on a gift card to a restaurant or a free golf lesson. Yeah. What if you had 10 to 15 framed prints of Minnesota's favorite sports figures? You can with big-time sports auctions, and best of all, it doesn't cost your organization any money up front. Big-time sports auctions takes a percentage of what the items sell for. Your group keeps the rest. They do everything. They'll customize it, bring the items out, set it up, set up the bid sheets, collect the money if you want. You just sit there and take credit for one hell of a great event. Call Steve at Big Time Sports Auctions at 612-718-3629, 612-718-3629, or go to BTS Auctions with an S, btsauctions.com. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. <laughs> ah. And the man is Joe Suchere. Thank you! Pretty good. It was pretty good. Not bad for the heat. Pretty good. It's a warm day, isn't it? It's summer. It is. Summer. Oh, the piano. You know, the beer can be really the beer can be really cheap. When you go to Thomas Liquors this afternoon, GLers, (laughs) or tonight, you can get the cheap beer, but tell them the rook sent you for a free bottle of wine. You need to ask them about. Listen to me, pay attention, both of you. What? Able Brewing. A B L E. I had him on the beer show last night. Yeah. Able Brewing. Okay, this is right up. This has been quite a stretch of beer drinking weather, hasn't it? I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say. 
Rook, they have a sour. It's almost like a cream sour that's completely up your alley. Okay. I um, mean, you can make able brewing because you're on the kick of making beer cocktails. Yes. No, 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 no. Ain't no, no, drinking no. no sour beer. No, see, you're wrong. See, you're sour. Wrong. I, yeah, you know, I like no. the concept. Oh. It's sour. A, you know, what? it's a great time to be alive. But you it don't is. Like it is. Alive. You yeah. don't like hazy beers either. I though. don't, and I don't like wheat beers. You don't. See that one? I, I I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm not a big. I'm wheat a craft burger. beer IPA snob. Yes, you are. Yeah. I admit it. I'm horrible. But how about the fact that Three Floyds is now in town? Uh, I tried it and I liked it. Yeah, because you're the guy that turned me onto them um, at first because they're out of Chicago. Well, a little windmilling. Uh, yes, especially on a hot day today. Are we supposed to get some weather? I know this means nothing on a podcast, uh, um, but Reavers does such a good job of posting these promptly that people will be listening to this by what three o'clock on Friday, July nineteenth today, least, if not even before that. Yeah, but uh, I believe we're supposed to get action early this afternoon. Rook, is that correct? Well, this is early this afternoon. I think it's more like four in the afternoon. Four. Mm-hmm. Yes, but this is also the end. The end is near with all of these. Uh, this high humidity. I like this. I don't want this no. weather to go away. No, I love we this. We want it to go away. I love it. We really want. It's it supposed to be eighty-one Saturday. And Things 80 don't on hurt as much when it's this humid. <laughs> uh, let's see if we're supposed to get any precipitation. We get some clouds. We may have an isolated thunderstorm. Oh, you or know some what? Rain, I'm looking for a whopper. I want at, a whopper. You look want at some this fuel. Though. Tomorrow, 74. Well, something has to happen if it's going to go from 95 today to 75 tomorrow. Something so has to happen. You're saying we might get an isolated. You know what David say? Who? The the uh, the ceiling is capped. Ah, David yeah. Wallace doll. Boy, I miss him. Windmilling. Bernie Sanders campaign staffers claim they're uh, getting. Uh, they're not getting paid the $15 an hour minimum wage that the socialist uh, advocates for all workers. <laughs> Unreal. The unionized employees known as the bottom rung field organizers, field organizers say they work a minimum of 60 hours a week, which drops their average hourly pay to less than $13 an hour. This is according to the Washington Post. Many field staffers are barely managing to survive financially, which is severely impacting our team's productivity and morale, union members said in a draft letter that will soon be sent to campaign manager Fayez Shakur. Some field organizers have already left the campaign as a result. Well, you should, you people, because that's like working at McDonald's, being a field organizer for Bernie Sanders. That's not a career. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the staffers say their work conditions in the, fly in the face of Sanders' campaign platform when it comes to fair pay. He has marched with McDonald's employees for better wages and has slammed Walmart executives for paying starvation wages. The Independent from Vermont also led the fight to boost the current minimum wage, which stands at $7.25 an hour, to 15 bucks. Field organizers organizers, often 20-something-year-olds who uproot their lives and spend uh, long days on the front lines of the campaign are paid a set annual salary of 36 grand, while interns and canvassers make 15 bucks an hour and bargaining unit deputies rake in 100 grand a year. In a draft proposal attain, obtained by the Washington Post, the union, United Food and Commercial Workers Local 400, and the staffers it represents are pushing for a $46,800 a year salary for field organizers and $62,400 for regional field directors, as well as a $0.58 per mile reimbursement for travel expenses. And Bernie, the old commie, ain't coming through. No. 
We expect negotiations and concessions to be given to this committee by July 31st at the latest, given the urgent nature of raising pay for field staff and the unsustainability of the current situation. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Meanwhile, field organizers have been barding Shakur on the messaging service to put out the pressure. I'm struggling to find out. Oh, who cares? What do you expect? You're Hold working on. for a commie. It's pretty vague in the past, but how exactly are you going to break up the big banks? You mean a big bank breakup? Yeah, a big bank breakup. Yeah, break them up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. You just break them up. Break you them just up. break them up. Break them up. Okay, Bernie. Okay, Bernie. In the meantime, you got a lot of your people are grousing out there on the on the campaign trail. How great was Larry David? That's Bernie. Oh my Sanders. God, he's wonderful. <laughs> Do he's not better for, than Bernie. Do not forget there are three great R.F. Moeller jeweler locations, 50th in France in Edina, Ford Parkway in St. Paul, Ford in Cleveland, and uh, downtown Minneapolis in Gavaday Common. And don't forget RFMoeller.com. Yeah. Don't forget to buy up. Bring in your little earring, your diamond earrings, and get a bigger one. They'll you know give you the of, price you know they gave people, it to you for. You know what a lot of people worried about an economic collapse say? Yeah. Buy things instead of paper. Buy things. Jewelry, mean? cars, shotguns, watches, uh, paintings. Instead of paper. Instead of Cash. currency. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I don't personally subscribe to that, although when I buy jewelry things, it is at Moeller's. Right. Uh, why did Otherwise, you s- he'd hunt me down. Right. Why did you, why did you give that um, PSA to people? I was just talking to my brother about it the other day, and he, he's, he's leaning towards being of the school of where you should buy things. Was that before or after he informed you that you had uh, misidentified a homework assignment? It was after. Writer? It was after that. <laughs> Investing is easy. Now's the time to invest. Invest now. Time now for Joe and Pat's Piping Hot Stock Take. <laughs> Mo Money. What are we on today? Fiat? What do we got? What? What's the Pope doing? I don't know, man. I thought the Pope the, drinking a you know a different kind of beer. The, the Catholics, bread. the Catholics of this country, let me down. That was a great time. I thought you they really was, you and Pat, yeah. you're all in. Pat, Pat, Pat you got to buy. I called this. Pat and told him. He said, "How much you buy?" I said, I'm going to buy at least $1,000 worth. I'll, I'll call my guy. I'm going to get $1,000, too. We've only lost most of it. Because <laughs> oh, we're big God. players oh, at a grand. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you at a grand, we're big players. Big talkers. Good. Big talkers. Oh, yeah. And then he shift, didn't he shift focus to cannabis? Yeah, then he tried to convince me, we got to get in a pot deal. We need a hemp shirt. I don't, don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to buy hemp I don't want to buy I don't want to buy any. Hey, ski cat, we got to do cannabis. Okay, motor man. Where are we going to put all this rope we have? I've got twine made out of hemp hanging in my garage. Mm-hmm. All right, GLers, Wait have a, a wonderful. Don't forget about the grund this weekend. Oh, my God. Don't forget. I mean, it's still grilling season. It's going to be perfect on Sunday to grill. You know, I told you John from the shop will make a run for us. We He's our mule. Dispenser. Our mule. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It's just absolutely been a sensational hit with GLers and people who don't even know they're GLers. Many varieties of chicken brats and chicken and beef kebabs, ring sausage. How about uh, pastrami made in-house? Oh. Uh, jalapeno burgers, bacon cheddar burgers, black and blue cheeseburgers, uh, hickory smoked salmon. Black and blue cheeseburgers. I might even try that over the rookie burger. Beef briskets and beef tri-tip roast, and they got a they got a rookie burger ribeye burger combo pack. Man, not to mention your grilling brackets. 
with 130 different brat flavors. These are pork brats. They're lean. Don't you dare boil them. They mm-hmm. go right to the grill oh, for your man. season-long I grilling bracket them. contest. I can smell them now. And GLers have been meeting other GLers in the parking lot at Grunhoff. Yes. Spencer is going to, you see Spencer in there, he's got the white butcher's apron yeah, on, but I said, Spencer, what, do I call you a butcher? He says, no, I'm a meat cutter. Meat cutter. I'm a meat cutter. He knows cutter. what he's doing. Everyone in the store knows what they're doing, and they'll be able to help you with uh, cooking guides and recipes and old grilling temps and the whole thing. It really market. is. Uh, Grunhofer's oldfashionedmeatmarket.com, right at the north end of uh, Hugo. Every time you do this Highway ad, 61. I, I get very hungry. I do, I too. I have not had lunch I do, today, too. So. I'm going to have to make a run today. Hey, before we head out... Uh, it's early enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could. Uh, I got a buddy of mine that uh, had a request, and his name is Doug Evans, and he's a big fan of the show, and he wanted me to promote the Country Cruisers Car Club. It's the third annual Sinclair Lewis Days Car Show, and uh, it is on... Let's see. I'm going to give you exactly... Well, if it's Sinclair Lewis, it's got to be in... Uh, Sox Center. Sox Center. Sox Center, yes. And this is going to be... What, tomorrow at 10 a.m. to noon, awards at 3 o'clock. But it'll be a gorgeous day to get out there and look at cars. Have you been to that show? I have not. Last night I, I made my annual trip oh, to right. Wheels of Italy. I was so I texted bummed. you. I know we were doing something, so I couldn't get down there. But yeah. I, I love World of Wheels downtown St. Paul. No, Wheels of Italy. Wheels of Italy. Not was it cool? Of Wheels. It always is. I, you know, you, you don't think there are that many Ferraris and Lambos around town, uh, but they show up for this event. It's How many like, cars is that typically? Oh, I don't know. A couple many. hundred? Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe a hundred at the most. Maybe. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but then they got... But you... the streets are sort of torn up down there. The whole display was different this year. Oh. St. Peter Street is down to a half half of a street. That would make it a different... Did you get a cold beer down there? I did not. I was on... Uh, I was driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's my favorite part, especially on a hot night. They have a special cocktail or... Uh, cool. Was it Paza Luna or Somebody yeah, down there yeah, has that yeah. sitting outside. It's yummy. I, I I know the guy who puts it together. Yeah, and because uh, he lives across the street from me, yeah, he, he gets the ties all the Pasaluna stuff together. And I said, "Well, would you do one of these for Wheels of England?" And he said, "Yeah, you know what? Probably not. Probably not." <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know the Italians might spend more money than the English. I see. I think so. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. I see a lot of bad teeth at the uh, the English. No, one, no, we all have good yes, teeth, of course. <laughs> yeah. This is my uh, Jaguar. Yes. <laughs> hey, GarageLogic.com uh, will keep you busy all weekend. You can find out what's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. See the latest and greatest cartoon from Mr. Greg Holcomb, and also you can catch up on all of your podcasts that you may have missed. During your uh, sitting in the back seat, soaking up the sun, or sitting inside with the air conditioning. Garage Logic podcast version. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time.